Thank you for tuning into UC San Diego Mi Camino Student Series. Today we're sitting down with Andrea Bravo, a fourth year clinical psychology major who found community and sisterhood in the Latina sorority Sigma Pi Alpha, and whose dream is to be a teacher. Thank you for being here, Andrea. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm so glad you could join us. I was hoping maybe we could start by you telling us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, and maybe how it was that you heard about UC San Diego. Yeah, of course. So um, I am a fourth year at UCSD from your college, and I'm originally from Stockton, California, which is up north. It's about maybe eight or seven hour drive um, away from San Diego. I attended a high school called Franklin High School. Um, I had a unique high school experience, I would say, because I attended high school with my dad. Um, so he's actually a Spanish teacher um, at the same high school. Um, thank God he wasn't my teacher, but um, we had a special relationship. And yeah, so I went to high school at Franklin High School in Stockton, California, and I was in the International Baccalaureate program. I I was really passionate, I think, about community coming from Stockton, California. There's not much there and it needs a lot of help in order to grow. And so I really wanted to be a part of that change. So I knew I needed to pursue higher education in order to really have the kind of power to make change. And so I applied to a couple of colleges. Um, in making my decision, it was a little hard to choose a college that was away from home, but I was really inclined to UCSD because of the, I remember looking at a brochure and they had like folklorico dancers there. And so for me, it was really important to have a university with diversity and that really empowered their students to celebrate that. And so when I saw that, I thought that I would find like community and culture at UCSD, which is what helped me make my decision to come here. That's great. And I'm wondering, you know, your first year here, did you find community and culture? And if so, where? Yeah, my first year was a little difficult. I would call my parents ever so often, maybe like once every other day. Um, it was hard to be away from home. At first, I was in the pre-med environment. And so I wasn't really seeing myself in my peers and in the classroom. And so I felt like I didn't really belong. I was really lucky to be a part of Summer Bridge, which was a, a program, it was I think five to seven weeks before the fall quarter. So I could get familiar with all the resources on campus like Oasis, which I think was a hu huge help in helping me succeed academically my first year, as well as meet other people that would be um, attending Muir College or were interested in similar things or had similar diverse backgrounds. And so that helped me transition. Um, the first year, however, was still a little difficult as I was finding my way, what I was passionate about and how I could use that passion to get a degree and go on to do um, amazing things. And so, yeah, I would say first year was a little difficult. Um, once I got into my second year, I feel like I really did find community and that was in the Multicultural Greek Council Sorority, which is Sigma Pi Alpha. Um, I was really interested in the sorority because I would see the sisters from that organization around campus really involved in their college and just organizations that I really wanted to be involved in. And I saw how passionate they were about community and about creating change in the world. And so I was like, I wanna be like them. <laughs> and so I joined Sigma Pi Alpha and I found sisters that I think have really helped me find support throughout this entire college experience. 
maybe you could tell us a little bit more about what a sorority is. I know you've mentioned sisters and um, from, from what I understand, sororities, you know, are a community and they're usually built around pillars, particular pillars that the members embrace. Maybe you could tell us a little bit more about Sigma Pi Alpha and your pillars. Yeah, of course. So our three oh, pillars are your campus involvement, philanthropy, and academics. Oh, no, sorry, sisterhood. <laughs> um, so those are things we really try to uphold within the organization, within each other. So that means sitting together at Geisel, spending long nights together, or attending each other's events. I know we had one sister that would dance by the Folklorico, so we'd all show up at her show and really just show support because ultimately we're all going through this college experience and trying to really navigate a system that wasn't necessarily built for us, which I think was difficult, but being able to do that together was really helpful, especially for me. Being away from home, I think I needed to find that home away from home, and I think that I really did. Now, let's talk a little bit more, you know, about your first year. It sounds like somewhere between your first year and your second year, you decided to change majors, which is, is not uncommon. So maybe you could share a little bit about that process and how you came to that understanding. Um, how did you develop a, a passion for clinical psychology? Yeah, so it was kind of a, a hard transition. I think I started out as a communications major and I wanted to do medicine. So I was taking all the pre-med courses, but I felt like I didn't really have the basis in order to compete with everyone. I didn't like the environment. Um, I just felt like I didn't really belong. And so I really, I called my mom and I just really got to thinking about what my passion is and like what I wanna do because not only, like I don't need to do medicine in order to create change. And I think that was something that took me a while to realize. Um, so once I was in my second year, I was like, okay, well, what do I enjoy? And so I was taking a psychology class that I really enjoyed. And my mom actually studied psychology back in Mexico. And so talking with her, I was like, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of a lot of pressure for me to make that change. And um, she just told me to do whatever would make me happy. And so I knew that I needed to be happy in order to be able to help others as well. So I decided to make the change with psychology and see what I can do with that. And I will be following the steps of my dad of becoming an educator. I think that's where change can really be made is in the classrooms and helping others. And all of those students that come from diverse backgrounds feel empowered to pursue, pursue higher education or whatever their goals are. That's great. So I imagine your father's feeling very proud about you wanting to also be a teacher. Thank you. Yeah, he's very happy. So let's talk a little bit about your home environment. Your father's a teacher. Um, sounds like your mother is from Mexico and she also went to university there. It sounds like, I don't know if that's correct or not, but I'm wondering what was it basically understood that you would go on to university? So um, I'm the youngest of three. Um, it was more like, I think I had my personal drive and my parents would support me but I did feel like I had a responsibility to do that because they immigrated here. Um, my dad immigrated here around the age of 13 and my mom immigrated here from Mexico um, when they got married. So they created this whole new life in a whole new country. And I think that's something that I will always carry with me and I wanted to make it worth, their sacrifices worth it. And so I wanted to go on to make them proud. And I felt like I could really do that by pursuing higher education. 
Um, it was a little difficult, I think, um, being the youngest, there's, a, I think, a stereotype that I'd have a lot of support, especially not being first generation. Um, but my dad is a little older, so when he was applying to college, it, times were a little different, I would say. And so my brother, uh, he was, we were blessed that he was able to attend a university back home. Um, my sister was attending community college. Um, trying to figure out what she wanted to do as well. So I was the first one to move away from home, which I think made my experience kind of unique that I needed to figure out how to be independent, how to live away from my family and make sure everything gets done. Um, so I think that was a change that I needed to make and a step that I needed to take in order to become independent and really do what I wanted to do. So yeah, you know, let's talk a little bit about how did you learn to become independent and how did you learn? I guess a lot of young people call it adulting, right? How did you learn to adult? Yeah, it's definitely, a, I think, a, a process that I'm still learning to do. Um, it was all about, for me, finding resources that could help me. So I, like I had said earlier, I needed to build that home away from home here. And so finding community was really important. I know that I needed to be supported, but I also had this drive and I never lost sight of what I wanted to do, what my passions were and what my ultimate goal was. And so for me, I think it was really important to make use of all of the resources that were on campus, what was available to me, and also surround myself with people that shared similar goals or could also support me throughout my process here. So I know that you participated in Oasis, um, which is a resource that we have here on campus for students. And you did the Summer Bridge, which is um, where you originally found some community. So what other resources did you take, uh, take advantage of? There's also a lot of um, professional organizations. So when I was interested in pre-med, I was joining a lot of organizations where I could take advantage of opportunities that they offered. For example, my first and second year, I was a CPR instruction, a instructional assistant, and then I went on to become an instructor. So just being able to be with around people, I think that have similar goals is important because networking ultimately will get you the job or opportunities that will eventually lead up to that. And so I started out there and then I moved on to join psychology club once I was interested in psychology. And I actually got a job through a mutual friend through Facebook. <laughs> they had posted on Facebook that their, um, their job was actually hiring and that was as a behavior interventionist, which is working with kids doing applied behavior analysis, a lot of play based therapy. And so I made the jump and I talked to her and I applied and I got the job. So definitely networking and being able to be around people that share similar goals, I think. So if you were speaking to yourself, you know, another young woman living in central Central California. In addition to networking and finding community, is there any other advice you might provide to that person? Yeah, to definitely just get in touch with themselves and what their passion is and see the many ways that they can pursue whatever their dream is. I know I started off with medicine, but that's not the only way to create change. So just really being able to get a clear vision of what their passion is and use that in order to create change in the world. And if you're you're in your fourth year, are you graduating this year? Yes, I'm graduating this summer and I will be attending um, the University of San Diego for my master's in education this fall. 
Wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, so if you look back on your four years here, maybe you could share with us two or three super fond memories that come to mind. Um, I would definitely say all of the moments I've had with my sisters. I can remember a specific time we all went to Boiling Crab and it was like a huge group of us and we had these friendship bracelets and just the whole night resembled to me like that community, that support and being feeling empowered by all of these wonderful women. Um, I think that's one of my favorite memories as well as those long nights sitting at Geisel together. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, we've had a, I've interviewed some alumna and one of them was in a Latina sorority and she told me that some of her sisters were like in her wedding and they baptized her kids. So I know that the Latina sorority offers really lifelong relationships that you can get out of coming from college, which I think is really like a, an extra benefit. Definitely. Um, so I guess in closing, I would just like to ask you um, a few more questions. One is that what are you hoping to do with your master's degree? I know you want to be a teacher, but are you aspiring for administration in schools, uh, higher ed, middle school? Um, I think I definitely want to work with younger students. I think it's really important for them to know early on their ability and how someone really believe in them when they can't believe in themselves. I know that might be a little difficult for students that are bilingual in bilingual education programs or trying to really just navigate this whole experience, especially how things are now. Um, yeah, so I think I definitely wanna work with younger students, just really empower them and make them believe in themselves as well as creating change, I think, in as much as I can, hopefully move on um, to the district level and make change in the classrooms. Well, I look forward to reading about Superintendent Andrea Bravo one day. Um, thank you for spending time with us and best wishes to you as you head out on your uh, journey towards your master's degree. Thank you.